Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You're listening to Millard Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist. I'm a graphic designer. I do a little bit of everything, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'll let you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I got Javi Reyes of the Locked On Padres on today. We're going to be talking about that series between the Padres and the D-backs. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about our reactions. But first, if you're a company interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, you should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Dying Back to Listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I rate the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here is that conversation between Javi, Reyes, and I. All right, we got Javi Peno back from the Lockdown Padres. He's here to talk about that disappointing opening series and probably talking about the brag a little bit too because uh, I lost the bet, unfortunately. You know, if you go look at my Twitter profile right now, at CreatorThomas24, you can see I got a new Twitter profile pic. So, Javi, what, what do you want to say about the Ben opening series to start off? I mean, I mean, Miller, like, how about that series, you know? I mean, here's the thing. First of all, I, I just get such a kick out of <laughs> people using their icon like whatever i want it to be i remember uh i used to bet in fantasy baseball all the time uh and fantasy football with my friend and i made his like king day today from kirby and it just it just gives me a kick every time <laughs> like it's just it's almost like not even to embarrass the other person it's just for me like it's just i just enjoy it so much but um yeah it was a uh, it i mean look it was a great series for me uh, i enjoyed it very deeply but i was surprised by how kind of non-competitive in certain aspects it was you know what i'm saying so like i feel like starting pitching was one of the areas that kind of the padres really outclassed the dimebacks with the exception of uh, lucchese in the fourth game yeah i mean i would agree with you right there the d-backs pitching was just awful Bumgarner was the only pitcher in the rotation to make it through uh, four innings i believe and he had the, mm-hmm. his longest stars at 5.2 innings so none of the other starters even went through four innings zach allen somehow had the best start through with with a four inning start because they only gave up one mm-hmm. run. and if you just look through the four games the d-backs gave up set 27 walks in just four games so you could just mm-hmm. do the math on that the, the starting pitching was horrendous and because of it you have to bring in the bullpen so early which is never a good sign a lot of those guys are going to get Worn out pretty quickly, but I'll give the Padres credit. They did a good job. They were patient. You know, I mean, if the D-backs aren't yeah. going to throw strikes, why swing the bat, you know? They did a good yeah. job of taking care of the strike zone, and their their pitchers did what they were supposed to do. They attacked the D-backs hitters, and they, they were flustered the whole time at the plate. Yeah, it was – and what else was interesting is because uh, with the first game especially, you know, Bumgarner, I think – he was low-key, like, really good for the first few innings and then just had that inning where it kind of, like, fell apart. He looked, like, pretty solid, especially. And then, you know, Eric Hosmer, <laughs> of all people, is the one with the bases clearing trip uh, double. I found also uh, Ginkle, uh, Mr., Mr. your boy, yeah. Mr. Kevin Ginkle, who you were super high on as maybe being a sleeper uh, for the bullpen. Not a great first showing for him. And I feel like there's actually been a few – uh, relievers, not just in the series, but across the league, that kind of had some uh, poor showings. You know what I mean? Whether it be because they're big names. Like, I mean, I, I saw you tweet about it the other day. Like, Craig Kimbrell looked atrocious. And <laughs> yeah. 
then Kirby Yates with the Padres and Ginkle. And there was just a lot of, uh, there's probably enough Hansel Robles of the Angels. Like there was a lot of bad closer play. I feel like in general, there's these first like few days of baseball. And I think that's just, it just might be a coincidence, but it was, it was something that I definitely noticed, not just for the Padres game. Yeah, not to digress too far. Uh, Kirby Yates was definitely surprising how, you know, poorly he pitched. But Kimbrell, he, last year he was awful. And then yeah. this year, I mean, he, he shaved the beard. He just looked lost on the mound. His yeah. confidence I felt bad. Yeah, I, I felt like, so bad. It yeah, was, was a real uh, fall of the titan, fall yeah. from grace moment. Yeah, and honestly, who knows? Like, yeah, because – Maybe. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, oh, okay. I, was just, I was just gonna say, <laughs> but yeah, you, you just saw him up there. He was just a walking dude. At one point, he like he walked in like the last three dudes, and I think he like yeah. hit one of them in, uh, as well. So he, oh you just God. and you could just see he was like turning around after every after every ball he threw and just like screaming to himself because he he couldn't locate for the life. Of yeah, him. it was honestly just sad to watch. It's sad. I mean, this guy was the best closer for at least like a four to five year period, um, especially when Mariana retired. Like it was. He was really great, especially with Atlanta and even with Boston. Like, he was good there and helped them really win a lot of games. And it was just kind of sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, not a good last year for him, right? But it's still like, oh, man. Like, you're, like, hoping, you know? And I know that he's not, like, even – some would argue he's not even a top-10 closer. But still, I mean, for him to be walking all these guys, and he just looks absolutely lost up there. And then, uh, yeah, just closer play a general. Very odd. And Kirby Yates – um, just next to Hader, probably the best reliever in the game last year. He kind of falls apart. Uh, Emilio Pagan, who was the ace of the uh, Rays bullpen staff last year, he gives up the two runs to you, or the one run to you guys too. Uh, and, you know, Edwin Diaz of the Mets, who had like the greatest strikeout rate not too long ago. It wasn't last season, but the season before. So he just blew a save. Like very odd uh, moment for baseball, considering that I think a lot of people talk about how, you know, bullpens might be the future. You know what I mean? Of baseball and just having like a ton of relievers and whatnot and guys yeah, only think, go four or five, but then yeah, look I, what happens. <laughs> yeah. I think we saw like the Rays experimenting with that a little bit. They were trying to like put their reliever first or something. I think they were doing something like yeah. that last it's, year. They're like, let's yeah. put our long reliever and see how that works. And then like kind of do a reverse, maybe end with the starter or something. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing something funky like that last year. For sure. And I kind of applaud it. I mean, I applaud a, you know, innovation in baseball of, of any kind, whether it be the game or outside type of factors. I mean, good for them for trying. It's, I know it must be infuriating for some people like myself who own Blake Snell and Fantasy, but I can imagine that the Rays, you know, smart organization that I think uh, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. It's not like this is the Mets doing it or even another lowly organization. You know what I mean? So it's like they deserve some credit because the Rays are really good at developing people. But anyway, yeah, D-backs Padres, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think one other interesting development that we saw this weekend is just a lot of starting pitchers probably getting taken out earlier in games and you mm-hmm. know, usually maybe going only five or six innings because we saw some pretty big names like a Justin Verlander, Corey Kluber, uh, Clay Kershaw. They all kind of they all went out this week and maybe because we ramped up too early, you know, going from the these four month layoff to you know in a couple of weeks you're back to full time baseball, regular season baseball. Maybe their bodies weren't ready for it. So I think for at least the D backs, I could say you know none of our pitchers are hurt, and even though they all suck this uh, rotation through, at least they're mm-hmm. all healthy and we'll get to see them uh, at least one more time. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you look at Kershaw didn't even start. Strasburg isn't starting right now. Uh, and then and then Corey Kluber might be done for the season because it's so short. You know, he had some some strain on his in his forearm or something like that. I don't remember the exact specifics. You'd have to ask the Lockdown Rangers host about that, Mr. Bryce. Uh, 
But yeah, man, it's just a, a weird kind of showing across the league. But I have to admit, I don't know about you, man. I did enjoy baseball just being back, though. Oh, I was in love with the weekend. I mean, seeing mm-hmm. the D-backs, you know, <laughs> losing wasn't fun. But just watching baseball in general brought a smile to my face. And to be honest, I had a couple Padres on my fantasy baseball team. I had Eric Hosmer. <laughs> I had Trent oh, Grisham wow. on my team. All right. <laughs> so even though the D-backs were getting smacked around, you know, I, I had a little smile at the same time. Uh, so I won't bring It's funny. I have no D-backs on any of my teams. I have three separate teams that I, I didn't manage to get, I don't think, any D-backs, wow. which is kind of unfortunate because not – that's not even shots fired like I was they have good players like I mean especially offensively you know and uh I'm going against one of them right now one of my best friends who I I really just want to beat so bad this week him and his stupid uh you know league where he's doing runs created as a stat right we talked about this last time uh he's got Starling Marte who um I don't know I think it was Starling you remember the uh the bases clearing triple from Tatis Mm -hmm. I thought that he might have he didn't play the ball as well as he could have I know I know Tatis smoked it down the middle, right? But I still thought like, oh, wow, that got to the wall. That didn't look like a, a, a hit that I traditionally see reach all the way to the wall like it did there. Yeah, Starling Marte, if you look at his defensive numbers the last couple of years, they've been trending downward ever since like his mm. gold glove. So that could be part of the reason. He is over 30, so maybe he's just he's not as quick as he once was and he can't get to those balls as quickly. But he, the, the Marte part there is probably the best, you know, the, the saving grace from this week. <laughs> And even a Cole Calhoun, honestly, he had, a, he had the only home run on the whole yeah. D-backs team through four games. So, I mean, that, that's a good pickup, I guess. I mean, he, he struck out three times in the last game, but he was on base a decent amount and had the home run. Mm-hmm. So, I give it up for the Marte Parte. I give it up for Cole Calhoun for bringing a little excitement, at least, to the team. But just to bring it back to my fantasy team right now, I'm going full-on brand. Fantasy team <laughs> being locked on Diamondbacks. I got, like, six D-backs on the Oh, wow. <laughs> we're going we're all in i got Bumgarner, robbie ray you know i got carson kelly i got all the sneaky good guys i guess maybe it's, not Bumgarner, but that's funny because considering i do the padres thing i don't have a single reference to the padres in my team names despite having literally three teams uh one of them is reese witherspoon for reese hoskins that's my main one uh the next one's Team Boink. Uh, I won't explain that one. And then the last one is the Going, <laughs> the going Mary, uh, which is based off Whit Merrifield and the ship in One Piece, uh, which I just started. So, yeah, as, as you can all see, I'm still as loony and ridiculous and on brand in my own way. Unlike Millard here with Lockdown Diamondbacks, I'm on my own brand in a different way, I guess. Um. <laughs> we'll have more of that continued conversation between Javi and I. But first... It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD MD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.
here's the rest of that conversation between Javi and I. Uh, but yeah, man, I just thought that it was it was really exciting. I mean, the Padres definitely there was some some good takeaways with it, and it is early on, but it's just crazy. Like it felt bigger. You know what I mean? It felt like a series that I don't want to say a playoff series atmosphere, but maybe like a early September. Like, oh, we're kind of you know we because re- remember in the in the first game when they finally get that first like real hit off of Bumgarner, like the Padres are just ecstatic at home plate. Like Profar, who I, I tweeted about this, has the most dramatic uh, pitch avoiding kind of uh, mannerism I've ever seen. Like he's just like, Rah! like he moves his arm like completely, like if it's like slightly inside. Uh, and he was super amped when they, when they had that basis clearing um, double by Hosmer. It really felt like that was a moment that wasn't just any other regular season game. You know what I mean? It was really like, wow, we couldn't hit this guy, and all of a sudden, bam, broke it right open with that hit. Yeah, I think a lot of it could just be attributed to the sense of urgency you have with just the six mm-hmm. games. It's kind of like NBA, you know. They say the season doesn't start to Christmas, and it's kind of like that for baseball right now. Kind of yeah. got to hit the ground running. You don't really have time to – you don't have 162 games, so you don't have time mm-hmm. to make it up. So how how so do you think the teams that, you know, did struggle like the D-backs, do you think – it's going to hurt them a lot in the end. I mean, I look at the standings right now. I see the Orioles. They would be in the playoffs right now. You got some crazy teams. that are, The Marlins are first in the NLE. So how do you think these records will shape up by the end of the season? Well, it's funny because right now, you know, the Marlins, they have that whole crisis that's going on with <laughs> yeah. that team. So they're who knows if they're just right going to be. Yeah, they're suspended. Who knows if they're just going to have to secede, uh, whatever the word is for secede, but it's what people make you secede, whatever that means, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever word that is. Um, I think it's interesting because I think the D-backs, one good thing is, uh, and I just talked with Ben Caspic, that's a to to rant on his uh, Giants a little bit too much. But, you know, it's not like the division is impossible. I think that the best division in baseball is – I don't even know. It might be the NL West, uh, not the NL West, the, the AL West with Oakland and Houston in there. And even teams like, I forgot if Texas is in that division. Yeah, uh, like yeah. there's a little bit more competition, I think, in, mm. in certain AL teams. Uh, and the NL is for our division. It's, yeah, you got to worry about the Dodgers. And then that's kind of the only team that you really feel like you're going to be an underdog against. Every other team, look, the Padres start off good, but it's evenly matched. You know what I mean? It's pretty evenly matched, I think, in a lot of ways, at least for now. Um, we'll see how things develop. And then the Rockies, I think, are not as good as the Dimebacks or Padres. And then the Giants are kind of like one of those bottom five teams in the league. So I don't think any team is done or in the clear at all. Like, no mistake. But it definitely feels like, I mean, say the Padres swept the Giants coming up. All of a sudden, that makes them 6-1. and one, And then maybe they, they win a couple more series. Then it could be like, oh, my God. And then maybe teams... How do they react to it? I think is going to be the big interesting thing, right? It's not going to be about like the play almost deciding whether or not a team's going to make the playoffs. It might be like, what if the D-backs start 5-15 and 15 and they're just like, all right, let's try and flip Robbie Ray right now. You know what I mean? Like, look, like what, what does that look like? The ethics, the morals of that too, by the <laughs> way, of, of training people to potentially. I think that's going to be something to watch out for. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point they bring up. I mean, we haven't seen any big-time trades or anything so far that has happened. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if, you know, teams are going to be inclined. I mean, I don't I don't even think there's a trade deadline. I'm not too sure. I haven't really looked into it. But, 
I, I am curious to see, you know, if teams do start slow or if they think they're, they're a piece away. Maybe they make a big move. We'll, maybe we'll see a, a big-time blockbuster trade. You never know. It does feel like it would be weird to see it during a pandemic, you know, have these guys switch, yeah. you know, switch teams and everything, essentially. You know, I don't think the NBA would do that. Obviously, the, the trade deadline has passed in the NBA, but I think if they were in the bubble under the same circumstances, they wouldn't be trying to trade players. I think that would be pretty weird. So we'll mm-hmm. see if baseball does it, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I I agree with your point about the overall. Well, right now, I think the records aren't overly – I'm not putting too much value into it, but like you said, if the Padres do sweep the Giants all of a sudden, and let's say the D-backs lose two of the next three to the Texas Rangers, then all of a sudden you could be four or five games back and you only have about 50 games, you know, 52 games left to play. You really got to start get going. Like, you don't have a lot of time here. So you, you do have to take these – you do have to, you know, play to the best of your ability in these games and really have to try to win all these because you're not going to have the time in the end of the season to make up like you normally do. You can't just be lackadaisical like, you know, you have those dog days of August where people are just trying to get through the season. You have to hit the ground running because there's not a lot of time left in the season. And the D-backs, you know, they, they could take it slow maybe for the next series, but they're really going to have to pick it up after that if they really want any shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, what do you kind of expect for that next series against whoever you play against? Yeah, we're playing the Texas Rangers. I'm actually going to have Bryce on. Uh, I'm trying to talk to him tomorrow to do another preview of the series. So we'll see. I got, I don't know who's starting uh, the season, the, the opener tonight, but uh, I know uh, Bumgarner is going like the second game of the season uh, of the series, and then we're going to have Robbie Ray again. So hopefully the second time. I mean, like you said, Bumgarner wasn't that bad in the first game. He just had like him and yeah. Robbie Ray both didn't start off bad through like mm-hmm. the first three yeah. games. They both were striking out good uh, guys. The the walks were a little bit of a problem. But then they mm-hmm. both just had a kind of a big implosion. I think Madison mm-hmm. Bumgarner in the fifth and Robbie Ray in like the fourth inning, they both just kind of imploded all of a sudden. Yeah. I think Bumgarner had like two outs or something. Or it was Robbie Ray. It was one of them had like two outs. Then yeah. they walked it. I think it was Bumgarner. Then they got the bases loaded. And that's when Eric Hosmer hit the bases clearing double. It's like you you were yeah. close to putting them away. You just didn't do it. So hopefully you can improve that in that second turn through maybe you finally get your legs under you after all this time off i mean the padres came out firing so maybe the d-back yeah. is a little bit further behind than the padres in that sense yeah at least it wasn't like an otani blow up you know what i mean at least it's like all right it looks like they could pitch otani was like oh dear <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> otani was like the most sad story of the weekend in a lot of ways with him not even be able to record a single out Man, can you believe that? Jeez. Yeah, that's that's tough to do, honestly. I mean, I feel like I could go out there and maybe just get, get a guy. You just throw the ball, hope yeah. that someone swings at it and pops it somewhere weird. Like, <laughs> it is pretty uh, remarkable, and it might just be, um, it just as a whole, it's going to be so hard to judge certain things by the end of the season and how we should feel about players heading into next year. It's going to be really, really hard to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to judge the talent because I think these numbers are going to be so skewed at the end of the season. I mean, we're going to have guys batting possibly 380. We're going to have so many guys, I think, batting near the Mendoza line. I think we might actually have to look at those advanced stats, Javi, and really decide who are the guys who really yeah. perform in these 60 games. So those traditional stats are not going to be pretty to the people like you and I who, who like to value those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, any last takeaways of the series that you want to give to um, the Last takeaway is just I genuinely do find it hilarious that the two biggest heroes of the series, arguably, I, I would even say arguably, just as Eric Hosmer in the first game and then Will Myers in the second game, the fact that those guys who are the biggest liability contracts on the team 
arguably just in terms of their playing as well, especially I think with Myers. Uh, and it, you, I don't know if you saw at one point when he almost messed up like a routine fly ball to right fields, like he had to like jump backwards or whatever, like that old weird thing uh, kind of caught him off balance. Uh, I just found that hilarious. And it's just proof that yet again, it's baseball, man. That's what happens in baseball. You really never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'll give Myers credit. I was talking to my friend when I was watching the game, and he's like a Will Myers guy for some reason. I kept telling him, this guy's not <laughs> it. He hasn't lived up to the billing. I don't think he will. And he just repeatedly kept beating the D-backs in the series. <laughs> it kept making me eat it. So I'll give him credit. He came through. Poor he had a guy. couple – had a few guys hits in the series. So I'll give it I up. think we all have that player that we were so high on before they, like, debuted that we can't let go. You know what I mean? Like, we can't let go of – uh, what they could have been, you know, like I, I've Patrick Patterson, the NBA for me, you know, these guys that uh, we, we swore that they were going to be so much better. And like eight years later, we still believe in them. And maybe that's the case with your friend of Will Myers. Yeah, I think Will Myers is one of those guys. I mean, I was looking at like the 2012 class the other day, like the Byron Buxton class. There's so many guys in that that were like highly ranked, like a Mike Zunino, who all these right. prospects you thought were going to be like legit all-stars who just never turned out to be anything, like a Miguel Sano, like all these guys. And you're just like, wow, like you really can't, you know, understand the the kind of talent that's in the minor league system and how it'll translate to baseball. It's so hard to figure yeah. out. So just, just when I see those prospect rankings, you have to take it with a grain of salt, honestly. It's true. It's true. And you never know who's going to just start randomly developing in the farm system. You never know who's going to be the next Kluber or DeGrom, you know? Yeah, it's, it's such a random sport. But Javi, you know, it was a tough series. You, you won this wager. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping the season series goes to the D-backs, and we'll see how the next one goes. Because we'll be back at it next week. We'll be seeing you guys again for that round two matchup, and hopefully it goes the D-backs' way this time. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Javi. Thanks for hopping on. All right. Today. Awesome. That's Javi Peno of the Locks on Padres. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Don't forget to check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. Thank you to Javi Peno for hopping on today's pod and, you know, giving me the business this weekend from the Padres versus the D-backs. Hopefully the D-backs get it together against the Padres this week. And be on the lookout for a pod with Bryce Patterick of the Locked On Rangers. We'll be previewing the series hopefully tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that pod. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!